Welcome to the Fabulous 413. I'm Khalees Smith, once again in solitude at the NEPM studios because Monty is in transit headed towards the end of his 43-mile walk from Springfield to Greenfield. The March for the Food Bank 14 is nearing its end, and over the course of two days, Monty and many other marchers are raising money for the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts and awareness about hunger in our region in general. And you can find more information about all they are working towards, plus more stories about hunger and food insecurity in our region at nepm.org slash hunger. There's so many walks of life that join this endeavor. So once again today, we'll hear from many of the people walking alongside Monty Belmonte as he's dressed in the counterpart to yesterday's costume of Mojo Dojo Casa House Ken. And kudos to Sean Barry, who helps to pull his cart along. I totally missed his costume from yesterday. It was Alan. And it was dead on. You can find pictures on all of our social media outlets. But this leg of the march sees him and his cart helper, Sean, from Four Seasons Wine and Liquor in Hadley and previous Fabulous 413 guest, John Barry again, dressed as different versions of Weird Barbie, makeup and all. You can see photos of that again on social media. But we'll hear from community members and diplomats and state representatives and more, all of whom are walking for the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts. Today's march started off in Northampton, but we start with some hope and progress from yesterday's leg with State Senator Jake Oliveira as they crossed into Holyoke. So we're in the Holyoke Highlands on the March for the Food Bank, and I'm with Senator Jake Oliveira, who took the memo about dressing in Barbie theme to the nth degree and is wearing hot pink pants and hot pink glasses. Is this your district right there? This actually isn't. So this is actually Senator John Velas' district across the river. But I wanted to make sure to march all the way to Northampton today. I did uh, have a brief stop. We hosted the uh, new transportation secretary at a station in Palmer to talk about West East Rail. So I've had a fun-filled day already. (laughs) I need more steps in because I looked at my step count this morning and I was about 2,000 steps down where I usually am. So I'm back here and trying to get them in. So this is easy for you. Tell me about some of the work that you've done in fighting hunger on Beacon Hill. So one of the big things that we've done this, this session right now is to make sure that every child has access to a school meal. But it's not just about that. The Healthy Eats program that school districts do throughout the summer to provide work, we've supported that in the legislature through earmarks. I'm also a member of the largest caucus in the legislature, the Food Systems Caucus, that's looking at ways in which we can improve our food systems in the Commonwealth to ensure people never go hungry. Um, That's actually a bipartisan caucus. There's Democrats, there's Republicans. It's actually one of the largest caucuses in the legislature. Also, strong support of the food bank. You know, I'm pleased to say the food bank moved down into Chicopee closer to where a lot of the hunger needs are in um, in Hamden County. So supporting them through the legislative process as they built their new facility is always something that's important. And right now, in Thanksgiving week, um, working with Senator Gomez from Springfield on a massive turkey drive. All the legislators in the lower valley have been given out free turkeys at different locations in Springfield and in Chicopee. So we try to do our part even outside of the legislative work to ensure people have access to food. That's Senator Jake Oliveira in hot pink like Barbie on this 14th March for the Food Bank, which will continue. So it's 
early on day two of the 14th march for the food bank we've just left congressman mcgovern's office on pleasant street and who joins me dressed as weird barbie and my right hand man sean barry from four seasons wine and liquors dressed as other weird barbie but mayor barbie herself hi barbie hi barbies that Good is morning. Mayor Gina Louise Shera, the mayor of the city of Northampton. You were just commenting how if the uh, new downtown design goes through, the sidewalks we're walking on right now will be a little bit wider. They will be um, in nice, smooth shape. And I was just saying that we will easily walk side by side with a shopping cart, a wheelchair, and lots of people. And it'll be great. GL, tell me your uh, mayor, Shara, who I've known for a long time and call yeah. GL informally sometimes by accident. Totally fine. Uh, uh, tell me about your, uh, the city's relationship to uh, fighting hunger in the city of Northampton. So, you know, we, um, this is obviously an issue that I, I still can't believe that in this remarkable country of abundance, we have so many people who go hungry every day. And that it's the same goes is true in Northampton. Um, you know, we have remarkable resources that try and help, but there's really um, so much need. And one of the things that we've worked on this last year is we awarded some ARPA grants to try and fill holes of need. So for example, there's a program that helps um, with food for kids on the weekend. So for a lot of children, school is a main source of food and nutrition. And, and thanks so, to a lot of the folks that are marching behind us right now, yep. they can get free meals in schools universally now yes yes thank you so much to legislature for that and but there's still on the weekend there's need for food so um we've worked on some programs to help with that we also are supporting our farms and um some of the other programs where people um amazing folks in our community grow beautiful food are trying to uh provide um nutritious uh healthy food for folks at um you know, make it available for people who, because not only is it sometimes hard when um, there's just not enough food in general, but often there's not enough nutritious food for folks. So you want to make sure that the food you have is actually feeding your body in the best way. See, there's the one of the sidewalk. We almost lost the mayor into a bush here as we head up towards historic Northampton. Um, The big fashion question, did you have a Mayor Barbie sash already, or did you get it specifically for the March for the Food Bank? I have to say I really appreciate the theme um, that I could pull together easily because I was Mayor Barbie for Halloween. <laughs> well, thank you for marching along your streets in the city of Northampton and give us a little glimpse into the status of hunger here in, in your city, Northampton, Mayor Gina Louise Shera. Thank you, Monty, for everything that you do for our community and our area. And thank you, everyone, today who's going to donate. This is going to be on NEPM. <laughs> I know you're a big fan of the River Dan Carey, but we can love two things at the same time. Like Weird Barbie and Other Barbie. And Representative Dan Carey, um, you are represent East Hampton and parts of Hadley. All of Hadley, all, all of, of Hadley. South Hadley, and half of Granby. Why only half of Granby? It's just the way the numbers fell. <laughs> we want every district to be about the same size, and I love getting to represent Granby with the great rep Mindy Dom. Tell me about your relationship to what happened in the legislature when universal free meals were passed by the state legislature on Beacon Hill this year. Absolutely. I mean, that was a, an initiative that we all know works. We all know how important it is for everyone to eat. I don't want to go to work hungry. Kids shouldn't be going to school hungry. And it was all about the price tag. 
We got some help from the feds during the pandemic, and we we're the, one of the first states to put our money where our mouth is and actually continue to fund that. Tell me about what you know about the relationship to hunger in your district. In all of Hampshire County, Western Mass, we have what I call a hidden poverty. People think we don't have the need here because it's not a especially urban area because we've got the colleges and that's just not true if you get the numbers which we get from the food bank regularly it's happening across our area and even in our own in my own district and in all our neighborhoods representative dan carey what are you most looking forward to eating this thanksgiving season oh the pies all the pies (laughs) what type of pie apple pie is my favorite but i'll try a little slice of all of them all right Pro tip, put peanut butter on your apple pie. It's delicious. So good. There's a reason you're dressed like weird Barbie right now. <laughs> peanut butter on my apple pie. I'm Listen, telling you. I gave I'm you a can you. of tomatoes earlier, and you said we don't want tomatoes. We want cash. So I got a check here for you also. Oh, thank don't you. Don't worry. <laughs> Thanks, Representative Dan Carey. Thank you. We are on Route 9 in Hadley as the March for the Food Bank continues, raising money and awareness about the issues surrounding hunger in western Massachusetts, the four counties which the Food Bank serves. And joining us is the representative, not of this district, we've left your district technically. She's supercalifragilistic, Lindsay Sabadosa. Representative Lindsay Sabadosa, do tell us what towns you do represent. I represent the city of Northampton and the towns of Chesterfield, Cummington, Hatfield, Goshen, Plainfield, West Hampton, Williamsburg, and Worthington. You do it with the greatest of ease. Thank you. Uh, I've been talking to the legislators that have been along this march back from when we were in Springfield. We had Jake Oliveira. We've had a bunch of the delegation who this year worked to do some landmark things in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts to make sure people have enough to eat, specifically kids, specifically with universal free school meals. Tell me about your role in that uh, legislation. Well, obviously, I was a huge supporter of the Universal Free School Meals. We've just had so much positive feedback, both from kids and parents. And one of the things that I've done in the last year is visit every school in my district. Wow. Um, Because of redistricting, I wanted to make sure I got into the schools and heard directly from the kids about what they were, what they felt, what they thought the legislature should be doing. And, like, to a person, when you ask them their favorite thing about school... They say the free school meals. Wow, that's crazy. It's that's crazy, yes. And it's not so, when you get a substitute teacher and they put on a movie. No, that was my favorite part. It was the food. Every kid talked about how great the free school meals were. So, you know, that I think as a legislature makes you really think this is something we have to make permanent. And we were able to do that this year in the budget. Representative Lindsay Sabadosa, how else do you see hunger impacting your district? Well, I think we see more and more people who are searching out food. I mean, just this week, or I guess actually last week, but I'll be back tomorrow. I was volunteering at uh, Mana Community Kitchen with the Northampton Chamber and we were serving lunch. And the number of people who walk through the door every day to get a hot meal has just increased. You have to keep making more food because people keep coming in. And you're seeing people who, I know, certainly people who are, are unhoused coming in, but you're also seeing people who just are struggling to make ends meet. People who are literally coming in on their lunch break because they can't afford to bring food from home or go out. And that is really, I think, kind of a a stark change from the last few years and I think speaks to sort of the direction in which our economy is headed and the way inflation is impacting people. 
What makes you come out here on this march, Representative Sabadosa? You could be doing all your work on Beacon Hill, but why get out here in the cold and walk along with us? Well, I mean, other than to hang out with you, Monty. You like my weird Barbie outfit? <laughs> of course. Thanks, Barbie. <laughs> other than to hang out with Monty, I mean, I think that it helps to raise awareness about issues that people, you know, unless it affects you personally, maybe don't think about every day. But there are people in our community who are hungry, who need help, and this helps to raise money for those causes. So I'm very excited to be out here every year. Thank you once again, Representative Lindsay Sabadosa, who represents Northampton and all those other towns that I didn't memorize, but she has. Thanks to State Senator Jake Oliveira, State Representatives Dan Carey and Lindsay Sabadosa, as well as Northampton Mayor Gina Louise Shera. More from Monty's Adventures on the March for the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts 14. You can find more information about the march at nepm.org hunger, including a tracker to see exactly where Monty and the marchers are at this very moment. I do believe hitting the north end of Deerfield right about now. And up next, one of Monty's favorite things to do is interact with kids and schools along the route, and we'll hear him make most of his stops in that regard, plus some words from State Rep Natalie Blay. You're listening to The Fabulous 413 on 88.5 NEPM. We're here on Route 9 in Hadley at Hopkins Academy, which is right along this drag here. And there's a group of what looks like about two or three dozen kids from the school meeting us on the march with posters. Wanted, uh, Monty's March wanted money for the food bank. What's your name? My name is Maggie Potter. Uh, Do you live here in Hadley? Yeah, I do. What grade are you in? I'm in 11th grade. And tell me about what you've learned about hunger and food insecurity as part of getting ready for coming out here and meeting us on this march and making a contribution to the food bank. Um, we kind of learned about um, the local communities that need help, and so we did Thanksgiving grams at our school to raise money and also get cards for Thanksgiving to give to others we're thankful. For. That's what a Thanksgiving gram is? Yeah. So that you're going to make Thanksgiving cards for people, use that, raise money, and now it's all going to go right to the food bank? Yeah, exactly. Tell me what you learned about how hunger impacts our area or beyond, or did you? I did a little bit. Uh-huh. I mean, There's a lot of people out there, and so we really wanted to give back to the community. Yeah, the food bank has been serving over 107,000 people a month. That's way up from even earlier in the summer, so you're making a major impact right now. Well, let's get a big cheer from Hopkins Academy. One, two, three, Hopkins Academy! It's too early, and they're all teenagers. Thank you, everybody. Okay, in an interesting turn of events, um, we were supposed to meet... 60 to 80 kids in the fifth grade at Wildwood Elementary School in Amherst at Kendrick Park. Um, And we walked and got through Kendrick Park before we got to greet the kids. And my conscience is weighing on me when I talked to their principal who ran to the front of the entourage to try to take a video for the kids. Now we're in the Hampshire County Sheriff's Office vehicle with Tony Dunn, our director, in the back like he's been incarcerated Um, riding back to Kendrick Park. This is the very first time in the entirety of the march where I've gotten in a vehicle. Is this one of those times, officer, where we can go real fast with like a siren on? Yeah! Why did I take this job? (laughs) Because there's no way that principal's gonna get there 
before we get there in a car. So the kids will still be there. Perfect. And you can zip me right back to the survival center like nothing has happened. Not a problem. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, anytime. Monty? Yes, sir? There's no door handles back here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Now you know how it feels, Tony Dunn. Okay, so we, we zipped back in the sheriff's vehicle to Kendrick Park, and they the kids are not here playing on the playground as I had hoped. So there's the slimmest possibility that they got a bus, and they're gonna meet us at the Amherst Survival Center. But uh, I hope we didn't disappoint them. All right, so I was back in a police officer's vehicle for the first time in a long time because I was trying to get those kids at Wildwood back at Kendrick Park, but I missed them. So we zipped back up to the Amherst Survival Center where we hung out with Lev Ben Ezra, who was on the show last week. Uh, took a big fun group photo, did some more weird Barbie splits, and I'm now walking with my state representative from the 1st Franklin District, Natalie Blay. Natalie Blay. Yes. You are a big part of the reason that this march exists. It existed for several years with basically just me pushing a shopping cart. But then in the redistricting of 2010 after the census, while you were working in Congressman Jim McGovern's office, you came up to me and said, the congressman has been working on hunger issues for many years and he would love to join the march. And I said, sure he would. He's a politician. But uh, lo and behold, you contacted me uh, about a month or two before that particular march and he's done it ever since yeah. and he's still alive <laughs> yeah. he has not fallen in a ditch well he fell in a ditch one year he fell, in a ditch one year. He fell one into year. a gully as he, he liked to say yeah but he's still he's still here with us and we are here in sunderland now is this part of your district yeah this is where you live this is part of my district it's a beautiful We're right outside of bub's barbecue they have great barbecue and tell me um, about, since you left Jim McGovern's office, you worked for UMass and then um, are now an elected representative on Beacon Hill yourself, is what the work that Congressman McGovern was doing on the federal level to fight hunger inspirational to what you have been doing in the state legislature? Yes, absolutely. Uh, and what Jim's been doing at the federal level is really leading the way across our nation. And we here in Massachusetts have been working hard to follow in his footsteps and have our Commonwealth lead the nation. Uh, with so much agriculture here, it's so easy to talk about fresh, local, healthy food. But getting that into everyone's home is really difficult where you might have food deserts like you, you've seen along this trip. So we as a legislature have been funding programs like the Healthy Incentives Program to ensure that we are getting fresh, local, healthy food to each and every person that we can. And we've spoken about the Healthy Incentives Program a number of times on the show. It's essentially a rebate encouraging you, incentivizing you to buy fresh, healthy vegetables. If you have SNAP, you have a card, you take it to a certain SNAP, a HIP-enabled cash register at a farmer's market or a farm stand, certain local markets as well, and you're automatically reimbursed. Is it 40-ish dollars for every... Uh, uh, up to about $40 in fresh, healthy vegetables. Phil Corman from CESA saying minimum $40. Minimal. And it can be more if it's a family, I think, right? And, and it has exceeded all of our wildest expectations and dreams in terms of how people have received it and is really being viewed as a model in the nation. And is not yet, though, a permanent part of the budget. Is that correct? correct. We're working on that. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that is 
I, at least for this year, and I think going forward, a permanent part of the budget is universal free school meals. Yes. We're, yes. That is in now in perpetuity part of the, the law of the land. Yes, and you know this was a, this was hard for Massachusetts because this was something that the federal government did. It's something that it's a program that ended, and we as a Commonwealth felt that it was important for us to continue. I mean, how could we stop a program like that? Right. That's equalizing the playing field for all students in our classrooms making sure that they have a full belly so that they're able to learn every single day. So we have continued that here in Massachusetts. It was a big win and largely in part because of the incredible advocacy. You know, we have so many people here in Western Massachusetts who are fighting for the continuance of that program. We were happy to do it. As I mentioned, you have been influential in creating the march, but the other people that are part of the legislative delegation from Western Mass are intrinsically linked with food justice issues in our area as we were just at the Amherst Survival Center where Representative Mindy Dom was the executive director just prior to being elected to Beacon Hill. Uh, We're also joined by Senator... People beep when they know what we're doing and that's always so nice. We're also joined by Senator Joe Comerford who used to work at the Food Bank of Western Mass. You're all doing all this work uh, in Boston for these issues from... Uh, a, a legal level, uh, from the, a legislative level. What keeps you coming on a march that, like this that's just so dumb? It's not dumb. Okay, I'm it not is, allowed to call it dumb. Liz Ogilvy from the Springfield Blue so, Policy Council said don't call it dumb. It is so empowering and powerful, and it gives people hope. And, you know, right now we need a little bit of hope in the world. That's State Representative Natalie Blade. Thank you for joining us as usual. One of the best parts about doing the March for the Food Bank is getting to hang out with so many little kids and getting to talk to kids about hunger and about helping. And what's your name? Uh, my name's Megan. And where do you live, Megan? We're in Waitley. And we've got Bridget. Bridget. And Andrew. Andrew. But Virginia down here, how old are you, Virginia? I'm six. Six. And this is not your first time meeting me on the March for the Food Bank, is it? No. <laughs> and you have historically gone and raised money for the for the food bank and given it to me on the march right where where are you getting this money to donate to other people um, so the first few times it was my own and the second few in this time i i raised them it and who did you raise the money from like who did you ask to, to donate to the food bank oh um, um a, a lot of people in my family that's awesome. Being able to rely on your family and other people for, um, for help or getting them to help somebody else is a really amazing thing. Now, the Corporation for Public Broadcasting supposedly forbids me from uh, airing specific uh, monetary numbers of donations. <laughs> but uh, if those heartless folks would not allow this to happen, I don't know what the world is coming to. But six, six-year-old Virginia, that is unbelievable. And what do you, what are, when you think about the food bank and where your money's going to go, what do you think it's used for? For food, for the people who don't really have food. Tell me what you think about that. How does it make you feel to know that not everybody has food every day? Kind of sad. Yeah. But also kind of good when you know that you can help out to make sure that they do have food, right? Yeah. Well, you did an amazing thing, Virginia. Thank you so much for raising money for this. And you're going to walk for the first time for a little bit, too? Yeah. I'm so excited to have you. You're dressed at even cooler than I am, you and your sister in your unicorn hats. Yeah, thank you so much. We were 
So cute! So cute! You're never too young to care about and for others. Yes, Representative Natalie Blay is also cute and not too young to care about others. Clearly, otherwise she would not be on the march. Our Hunger Awareness Week coverage is supported by Ted and Barbara Hebert of Teddy Bear Pools and Spas and by Greenfield Cooperative Brink, who also support the things that the Food Bank of Western Mass are doing, just like everyone walking to Deer through Deerfield right about now. You can check where Monty is on the Monty Tracker at nepm.org slash hunger. Up next, we'll hear from a Kennedy that's been making the march a regular stop of his during the fall and a voice that is with us nearly every week, highlighting the many things Western Mass has growing. You're listening to The Fabulous 413 on 88.5 NEPM. that serves the 175 pantries and emergency food sites throughout the four counties of Western Mass. And we are pushing this shopping cart for the 14th time and coming up to the bottom of the highest hill in the whole march, the Amity Hill Horror in Amherst, where we'll come up by the Jones Library and by Amherst Cinema. And joining me at the front of the cart, as always on this second day, is Phil Corman from CESA, the local hero folks. And Phil... Whenever you march on this, you wear a poster that says local farms feed our communities. Pioneer Valley Farms give X pounds of produce to the food bank every year. But because of the floods, you had to alter the sign in a way that is uh, is sad. Tell us about the situation with the farms and how that's impacted the food bank. So we've had throughout the state over 350 farms that got impacted because of the February and May freezing temperatures. And then July 10th was the rains that brought the floods. And our farms are so embedded in the community and give so much to the food bank and other food pantries that when their harvest is impacted, folks who are hungry get less fresh food in the valley. We're all connected in this valley and in this Western Mass region and beyond even. And when we can team up together and support our farms like CESA has done this past summer, like the emergency farm fund that the governor set up through the United Way uh, has done this summer, you're ultimately helping out people who don't have enough to eat at the same time. Our farms sustain us. Food is essential for life. Food comes from farms. We are lucky to live in an agricultural area like Western Massachusetts, uh, and we are all connected. So anything you can do to support your farms, you should, like Governor Healy, who will join us at 4 o'clock at Deerfield Academy, has done. Uh, but also supporting the food bank to make sure that our neighbors have enough to eat. The march continues. I just ran in my weird Barbie dress into a, a, a border of a wetland so that I could greet the kids from Sunderland Elementary School who, with the change that they collected over the last couple months, raised... An amount of money I'm not allowed to say in New England public media, but if you had 600 clams, imagine, and each of those clams was worth a specific amount of money, that's how much those kids raised for the Food Bank of Western Mass. And I am currently joined by somebody who's been no stranger to this march over the years, a former U.S. representative and now special envoy for the Biden administration to Northern Ireland, Joe Kennedy. Thank you so much for coming out. Monty, you know, it has been exactly a year since I was walking down the side of a highway with somebody pushing a shopping cart in costume. But it's great to be back. Yeah, and last year I was dressed as Elvis, and this year I was dressed as Weird Barbie, and we hadn't seen each other yet. But then you saw 
a, a barrage of pink coming out of the woods and then didn't even have to ask who it was. I, I had one guess. And you know what? I happen to be accurate. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, some things never change, my friend. Uh, tell me about what your role has been like, because it was announced just after I saw you last year on this march uh, as a special envoy for Northern Ireland. What, what kind of things are you doing uh, in that role? Um, I have had the incredible privilege of serving that capacity now for about a year. What it really comes down to, Monty, is folks in Northern Ireland, right, as you know, there's a long history of division there. Um, but there's an incredible history over the course of the past 25 years. Today, uh, this year is the 25th anniversary of the Belfast Good Friday Agreement, which is the agreement that, that ended the civil conflict called the Troubles. Mm-hmm. Um, this extraordinary effort to try to bring society uh, together again around a common vision for the future. And I will tell you, it's been an incredible privilege for me because <laughs> coming back here and keeping in touch with Jim and some of my other former colleagues in office. All and you of them are Irish. <laughs> a lot of them who are. Um, <laughs> but you can feel, you feel the politics here pulling people apart. It's amazing to be in a place in Northern Ireland where you see folks that have have seen what happens when society comes apart and are trying so hard, despite differences uh, and long-standing ones, to try to pull it back together again. So um, it's been a wonderful uh, period of service uh, uh, in the Biden administration for the people of Northern Ireland and the U.S., and um, it's been great. What keeps you coming out to this march year after year? Last year, I think you like just got off of a plane from the West Coast, made a beeline right. out here. And then uh, we're on the march alongside us. This time you didn't have, you only came from Boston, despite there was a big, you know, accident on the, the Mass Pike. Not quite as far, but still not near where you live most of the time. What brings you out to Western Mass to support this march year after year? Where Former else? Congressman Joe Kennedy, now special envoy to Northern Ireland. Where else can one walk with somebody in costume pushing a shopping cart down the highway, right? Um, but here, it's the only one that I know. Yeah, um, keep it weird in Western Mass. <laughs> uh, Monty, look, uh, you know, joking aside... What you and Congressman McGovern, Chairman McGovern, have have helped contribute to and build here over the course of the past 15 years? This is the 14th, so 14th. very close, yeah. Um, and I think I've been here for the past, my guess is eight or nine of them, um, is nothing sort of extraordinary, right? I mean, there's, I don't know, 150, 200 people that are joining you in this march, raising tens of thousands of dollars for people in need of food. And, um, for the two days of Thanksgiving weekend across, as, as you well know, and you're the listeners to Jim McGovern's birthday. Yeah, yesterday. Um, just because to highlight the need and to show community what we can do when you come together, right? And when you see that, um, it's hard not to want to be part of it. And it's also tough, I will tell you, when a guy who I admire so much in Jim McGovern says, I'm going to walk for 60 miles. Can you come walk for four? It's hard to say and no you're a young guy <laughs> he, he just turned 64 yeah. so yeah you know it's hard it's hard to say no to that um so I'm thrilled to be back we're thrilled to have you um you haven't seen the barbie movie though so i'm dressed as weird barbie from greta gerwig's barbie movie and you said your wife has seen it three times uh she has seen it three times um oddly enough i could still guess what you were so um <laughs> your, your your costume your costume is, is spot on um it's and certainly weird. <laughs> um, the highlights in the hair um, and the face paint uh, go a long way to kind of that cherry on top. Yeah, you got to watch the movie. It's, impor- uh, it's an important movie. It is an important movie. Um, she's she's been very excited about it, and she's told me all about it now uh, a couple of times. But she's gone with um, a number of different sets of friends to see it. So hopefully, one of these days, my wife will invite me to the movies too. <laughs>
<laughs> that is Joe Kennedy the third. Thanks as always for accompanying us on this weird wild thing. It's always great to see you. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Happy guys. Thanksgiving to you Happy and your family. Thanksgiving to you. Up next, we talk with Monty himself, all dressed up and steadily making his weird Barbie way north through Deerfield. You're listening to The Fabulous 413 on 88.5 NAPM. The Fabulous 413 podcast is funded by Northeast Solar, helping customers make the switch to solar for savings, energy security, and tax incentives. Learn more at northeast-solar.com. Welcome back to The Fabulous 413. I'm Khalees Smith, and my counterpart, Monty Belmonte, is currently walking through Deerfield. This is the UMass band regaling you from earlier in the march. I found footage. Of that it. was that was a highlight <laughs> of this whole march this day. Sean Barry, who's helping pull the card over here, is a big UMass sports booster. He owns Four Seasons Wine Liquors on Route Nine in Hadley. And at I've one time had the UMass Minutemen marching band come on the march for the food bank, and that was before it was Thanksgiving week. But this year, a pop-up band that Sean helped to organize with UMass Athletics uh, greeted us on UMass campus. And come on. Nothing oh. makes you want to march more than a marching band. I mean, that's facts. Yeah. <laughs> also, apparently, I have to talk to Sean Barry about UMass hockey. But oh, okay, we'll, we'll do. Lee <laughs> Smith, board op extraordinaire of no, UMass hockey. Not like right now, but like eventually. Okay, good. Um, what's been? How has your pace been today? It seems like it's kind of been all over the place, like slow ups and, and speed ups and more. No. No. We have been spot on the money for the really? schedule that has been on the sket on on posted online. Even so, with going back did, to try and meet the kids, the kids must have got it wrong. <laughs> and also, they weren't checking the tracker because we were in Amherst exactly when we said we were going to be, and that was heartbreaking to me to hear that there were so many kids who were waiting and that we had already gone by. So that's why I attempted to go back. Right. right. However. The only thing we are delaying on is waiting for the governor because, right. as you know, police, elected officials never show up anywhere on time. <laughs> so we anticipate, best case scenario, the governor is going to show up at 4.15 at Deerfield Academy. Um, and so we took an extra long lunch at <laughs> Berkshire Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. And we took an extra long break at Atlas Farms on 5 and 10. And we are slowly but steadily walking towards uh, Deerfield Academy. I will say in her defense, to meet the governor. I saw her at a press conference earlier today. So she does have to make it from wherever that yeah. was happening on the other side of the state. Worcester. To, oh, yeah. oh, just Worcester? <laughs> huh. Yeah. She was in Central Mass, so that's why she's coming in. Fair we, we have the, um, the director of the Western Mass Office of the Governor on this march and you know oh. long before the governor was the governor <laughs> uh, Kristen Aleko was the uh, a marcher for the food bank for team taco with our good friend Natalie Duran fantastic so uh, she has helped coordinate all this stuff and it, it gets weirder and weirder every year about the number of people that want to come and participate in, as part of this so, <laughs> yeah how so how does it get weirder well i mean now the governor is coming 
and where, you know, threading the needle. And also I'm dressed like weird Barbie. And, you know, I commandeered a sheriff's vehicle earlier today. So you there asked? was a shortage of weirdness. Yes. Like gently commandeered a sheriff's vehicle. But this sort of thing seems like exactly what the governor should be showing up at. Like communities coming together to help each other and like maybe talking about some of the state initiatives that are going to make that a little bit easier for them to do and for people to survive. So don't, again, this is another way of you trying to undermine the good that you're doing in the community. And we're going to have to ask you to stop, Monty. Okay, I agree. And I do think that is a great thing for the governor to show up for. And in the 14 years of doing the march, after many uh, implorations of governors (laughs) previous uh, this is the first time uh, a governor is set to show up. Exactly. Uh, so that's a big deal. Right? Last year, all of the gubernatorial, of the lieutenant gubernatorial candidates for governor came to the march, except for the woman who actually won for lieutenant governor, who, was, <laughs> who did not show up on the march last year. But has, has been very good at coming out uh, many times and been on our show before, too. That's true. Why is it that you get to meet so many more schools and kids uh, organizations on this leg of the march? Well, I think that, um, you know, the march started in Hampshire and Franklin County, Mm -hmm. and it's uh, established there for five or six years longer than it's been established in Hamden County. And so I think that they've had that much extra time to incorporate the concepts behind learning about food insecurity into what they're teaching in school and so thus we have more school groups from hampshire and franklin county involved although i know that there was a big thing that they did at chicopee this year as part of the march for the food bank and uh, i anticipate as hopefully if the march continues on which i i hope that it will uh that that will continue in hampton county as well and then eventually berkshire county and then the world no i'm just (laughs) where would you march in berkshire county we you make this three days? Yes. Pre-pandemic, we had a idea of doing a mini march that was going to go from Williams College to Mass Mocha. Um, but the, uh, the pandemic scuttled it. But we will revive that idea sometime in the future, I hope. It's already been talked about? You, you're interested in doing it? I would be willing to talk about it further. <laughs> and why that, why that end of Berkshire County as opposed to the, the South? I mean, we could do the South, too. I just I haven't known the South very well until we started doing the fabulous 413. So I was kind of going with connections that I had already made in the northern Berkshire County. Um, but now that we've been to Pittsfield and been to that big food pantry in Pittsfield and met Mary Wheat, the 90 year old woman who convinced so many people to donate boxes of cereal for her 90th birthday. I mean, who knows amazing. what the future may uh, have in store. So you're on your way to uh, basically kind of a break. Is this your last break at Deerfield Academy before you make your way to Hawks and Reed this evening? That will be the last break uh, before we make our way, yes. Okay. What? Who else besides – wait, I, I, not that the governor shouldn't be like, you know, kind of headline-y, but like, is there anyone else you're planning on meeting at Deerfield Academy? Who else comes out to meet um, you? Uh, the, some of the folks from the Deerfield Academy administration and uh, school come out and and meet with us as we come to Deerfield Academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also, we're, I should say, before we hit there, we're going to hit Richardson's Candy Kitchen, which is a mini uh, sugar rush stop. Oh, it's so where good. We'll, we'll get a little bit of candy. It and smells so nice And then we'll go there. to a, our last pee break before 
we go to uh, the end at Hawks and Reed in Greenfield. <laughs> um, I'm curious, please, if you'd be interested in hearing from Andrew Morehouse, Executive Director of the Food Bank of Western Mass, about what it might mean if we hit our not allowed by Corporation for Public Broadcasting rules goal of fundraising for this food bank march, but, but translated into meals rather than into, uh, into dollars. I mean, of course I am. Andrew's great. Let's hear what he He's has to say. He's been walking beside me this whole <laughs> almost 43-mile jaunt. So, Andrew Morehouse, what is the goal in meals for us to reach for this 14th annual march for the food bank? Well, before we get to meals, the goal is to arrive yes. in one piece on two legs. <laughs> and as they say, no no pain, no gain. And, and So that, we've got gain then. Yes, we do have gain. Well, we have pain too. Yes. Uh, <laughs> But our goal is the equivalent of 1.5 million meals because we are, after all, a food bank. So yes. we measure the world in meals, healthy meals at that. And we are fast approaching that goal, but we still have a ways to go. We have sponsors out there. We have friends. And uh, we're glad that we're supported by so many people from across the community, across the four counties of Western Massachusetts, and when I turn around and look at the hundred or so people marching behind us, it's really heartwarming and humbling to know how much everyone is rallying behind our cause, and we're very grateful. One thing that people listening to the Fabulous Four and Three might not know is that there is a phone number to call to donate, and that there is a website you can donate, but there are teams that have popped up, and each individual team has decided to fundraise on their own. And so all that money will be added into the mix, as well as the big uh, business sponsorships, the very generous, large philanthropic sponsorships uh, that come through. That's what makes this whole thing work. And so one and a half million meals, how many meals in a year does the food bank provide over the uh, throughout the four counties of Western Mass? Well, approximately uh, about a million plus meals a month. So you can multiply that by 12 and you'll get a sense of how many meals. We're talking, you know, 12,000 to 15,000 meals a year. It depends. Million. Million meals a year. Yeah. And uh, right now, uh, we anticipate that number increasing because... The cost of living is increasing. Inflation is still very real. Food prices are rising at a more moderate rate, but they're still rising. Uh, and other costs of living that prevent people from being able to put food on the table and meet their basic needs. And that's why this two-day march is so special, because in a way, it's giving the general public a visible understanding and reflection of what we do at the food bank day in day out we provide education and awareness to people about hunger and food insecurity we invite people to get involved and engaged and we raise meals that's what we do day in day out although we do it behind the scenes very quietly in partnership with uh, 175 local food pantries and meal sites and we engage in public education and advocacy. And we're doing it today and yesterday very publicly. So people get a glimpse of what we do day in and day out. 
and this is a time of year for generosity, and so we are shamelessly exploiting the generous feelings you have in your heart on this, what may be a holiday week for you, so that the work of the food bank can continue in February and March and April, and then in the summertime when you may not be thinking about food insecurity, you may be planning where you're going on vacation if you're lucky enough to do so. Um, so if we can publicly talk about these issues and we can draw attention to it and at the same time raise enough meals to help take out maybe a twelfth of the meals that the food bank is going to provide next year, uh, I think it's worth walking 43 miles. What do you think, please? I mean, of course it is worth walking 43 miles. And I would if I did not have asthma. <laughs> yeah, nobody blames you. you. Here's the thing that you might not know, listeners of NEPM. That for years, I think as many as seven or eight, Lee Smith, while I was walking all these miles, would get up early in the morning and push the buttons back at our previous radio station to put all of this information on the air year after year after year. So uh, you are to be thanked as much as anyone else that's been involved in these marches over these years. Oh, it's an easy thing. But it's also really fun to, like, the thing that I have gotten to do is be there at the beginning of the march each time to see not just the people that are starting the journey with you, but some of the the growth of the line. Because it doesn't always, it's not always the same group that starts and ends the march, but every bit counts and every bit helps. So Yeah, there's only a few psychos that decide they're going to go 43 <laughs> total miles. Monty, don't there call them psychos. <laughs> Call them, call them your regulars. <laughs> Well-intentioned regulars that want to go the whole 43 miles. There um, you go. But the, it, every time anybody comes out and participates, it always feels welcome, like welcoming a new neighbor. Uh, this is a little insider baseball, but were you visited by the Sasquatch? Yes. Okay. The Generosity Yeti, is that what we call him? I think so, yes. The Sasquatch. Yeah, the, yes. So the, the giving Sasquatch? Generosity There's a giving Yeti. Sasquatch or Generosity Yeti. Yeah. So there's a gentleman who, to me, is unidentified, but I believe the food bank has now finally figured out who he is. Oh, they say no. Um, who, Ooh. somewhere in Sunderland, he's, he's a, a hirsute gentleman, let's just say. He's got a large, long beard. He comes running out from either the woods or a parking lot, depending on what mythology I want to use at the time, and comes up to the cart and hands us a very well padded envelope and runs away wanting no attention for himself and only when i have addressed this extraordinary act of generosity it's usually a, at least a thousand clams <laughs> if, you, if clams are a symbol of generosity in individual units in the united states of america it's usually upwards of that in cash in an envelope, runs back to his car and wants no attention, but has occasionally heard us talk about him on the radio and left a thank you note. He did chide me for calling him um, a giving Sasquatch and said he would rather be referred to as a generosity Yeti. Oh, I'm sorry so, in that yeah. case. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, and generosity so that, Yeti. That's my that's my uh, bad. <laughs> I was going by old yes, terminology. I can learn. We were, we were visited uh, by the generosity Yeti again. Are there other... Yeti again today. <laughs> oh, no. 
You think I'm not going to have puns even though I've been walking for like close to 43 miles, Felice? Come there's, on. There's no way it. you don't still have puns. I was just relishing in how long I got to go through the day without them. <laughs> I know. It's nice, isn't it? It is. It's like a little breather, a moose-bouche. Are there other people who are just coming up to you and giving? Oh, absolutely. And I will say, if you happen to be listening to The Fabulous 413 right now between 3 and 4 p.m. and driving on 5 and 10, do not pull over on the southbound side, park, and then try to run out of your car and hand us some cash. Not worth risking your life for it. <laughs> Make a U-turn and head north. Find us, go in front of the entourage. We will take your cash and then be safely on your way. <laughs> I want to ask how much usually ends up in the cart, but I also understand that uh, public broadcasting in general does not want us to do that. But I estimate it's a really fun amount to have, just like it's, people well, handing you things to help. Yeah, well, I will tell you that I don't honestly know um, <laughs> usually, but that I'm when I am told when the food bank, the food bank usually at like the lunch break will scoop up all the money in the cart and take it away and start calculating it. Mm. Um, and I never get that specific number, but I'm always, uh, I've been told many times that it is usually an impressive amount of money, an, an amount of money that would be a game changer for you or I if it showed up on our doorstep one day. Right, right. And that's, that's what's remarkable about this whole thing. People <laughs> are just so extraordinarily generous six ways from Sunday. But it's all about community supporting community, right? We help our neighbors as much as we're able, not just at this time of the year, but uh, all year round. Um, what are you going to ask the governor? I haven't thought of that yet. Um, <laughs> you got a whole, like, maybe five minutes. <laughs> Technically. I want to I, I talk to her about that farm relief fund, because as we have, we have seen the farm support these the food bank in a major way and you know where that's at why she decided to make that decision and what we um, can do to help support our farms uh, going forward and what she can do to help us as well awesome awesome and we'll hear more of that tomorrow on the show and beyond i have a feeling thanks monty for checking in with us we'll see you at hawks and reed Awesome. See you then. <laughs> you can learn more about supporting the food bank and how hunger impacts the 413 by heading over to NEPM.org slash hunger. The March for the Food Bank concludes this evening around 6 at Hawks and Reed in Greenfield, where there will be much rejoicing and sitting down restroom reflection, which, again, is what the season engenders anyway. Thanks to all of the marchers who have come together over the past couple of days. Tony Dunn sitting by Monty and making sure he doesn't really hurt himself. And we'll see you tomorrow on the fabulous 413.